self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i have questions about fall from grace also known as calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still listen- we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me today. We're still doing the listener letter <laughs> portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us on Facebook, Conversation Car Artist. And we will answer your questions that way. I don't think we have one this week, though. We do not. So, two things. I do want to get into Fall from Grace. So, if you haven't seen Fall from Grace and you want to, then you might have to fast forward a little bit because it's going to be some spoilers. Fall from Grace is Tyler Perry's newest. Well, his first Netflix. It's his first Netflix movie. Film. Yeah. So, but before we get into that, because I got a lot to say about that, I realized this week. That I I've got to twenty twenty. I got to date. I have to date. I have to date this year, because what I realize is that the longer I go without dating, the more uninclined I am to even participate. Like the more I'm just like eh, I'm okay by myself, <laughs> and that realization kind of scared me this week. I was like, oof, like I don't even. What happened? What did happen? I don't even know. I, you know, I just moved into this house. I had to, you know, I schedule all of the stuff and, you know, arrange everything myself. And, you know, I had to put shit together and hang, like all of this stuff I had to do myself. And normally I would be like, man, I wish I had somebody that would, you know, here to help me with this. I don't even feel that way no more. It's just like, it got to be done. I get it done. I can get it done. I've been getting it done. Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't even have that desire anymore to have somebody to help. Because I've just been doing shit on my own for so long. Like, Cole Jackson got upset because I moved all my boxes out of storage myself. And the reason that I did that, I really did it because I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. I thought the weather was going to be bad. But I'm just so used to doing shit myself. It was like, I got time. Let me just do it. <laughs> so it's getting worse. And so I realized this week, like, I have got to date. I have to. Because if I wait much longer, I'm going to be like, eh. <laughs> and I'm already like, meh. Mm, meh. It's a lot. You know, got to get to know somebody. It's just a lot. I'm already feeling that, where it's like, I really don't want to do it. Um, so before it gets any worse. <laughs> um. I have got to, but I have been chatting with somebody from Bumble. Oh, snippity snap. I haven't told them about the podcast, so I can talk, I can talk freely right now. He, yeah, don't he tell know. You know, by the time he starts listening <laughs> at whatever episode he starts listening, it ain't like he going to go back. True. It's fucking a whole bunch of episodes. It, it ain't like he's going to go back. I talk a lot of shit on each episode, though, so, and I talk a lot about killing niggas. An ID channel, so. But not so much that, like, it'll be a luck of the draw of him to find one of those episodes. <laughs> it'll be a luck of the draw. Yeah, my luck is he would, but I, yeah, I did. I did tell him I do a podcast. He does not know the name of it or anything. 
um i usually wait if at all <laughs> i don't think is that, have i let anybody listen to that? i don't think i have because i'm like Ooh, a girl online asked me about podcasts i mean said she like and i told her about my podcast and she said she listened to finance and a sermon podcast and i was oh, like this shit ain't gonna work no jesus <laughs> she don't want to talk to me no she and she listened to one episode and we hadn't spoke since <laughs> Well, he he has a job. Uh, he doesn't have any kids, which is like a unicorn out here these days. He has a dog and a cat, which eh, a cat. You got a dog and a fucking cat. I don't have a dog and a cat. I have two dogs and a, I have a dog and a cat-like dog, I mean, but they're okay. dogs. But he loves animals. You know, he talks very fondly of his dog, so he's an animal lover. He's very sarcastic, which I love because I need somebody I can match wits with, and he seems to be able to rise to the challenge. Um, he has an interest in YouTube, even though I haven't really been doing my YouTube. Just the fact that he's creative in that way is attractive to me. Like he has, um, and he wants to do his YouTube on cologne, which, like, all right, I ain't really big on fragrances, but I like a good smelling man, so go rock with that. So yeah, I mean, this is the most promising um, potential, probably since gray shirt. Gray shirt thought your eyebrows kept the sun out your eyes. So you know, we'll see. I gotta come up with a name for him before y'all come, because y'all came up with gray shirt. I gotta come up with a name for him before y'all do, because I don't want it to be another gray shirt situation. <laughs> you gonna have the control. You're gonna have to control the information in. See the I information you give us get get us this shit. Listen, here's what I did for y'all that may have missed this. I went on a date with this guy. Now, I am a super cautious person because I watch too much ID channel. So when I go out with people, people gonna know I'm with you, motherfucker. If I come up missing, they gonna have a picture of you. Like they gonna know who you are. I'm not I don't play that shit. So I had sent a picture in the group chat so that they would know who I was out with. I had also sent a picture of one of his profile pictures like before we went out and I did not realize he had the same shirt on in both pictures. These niggas, first thing they see, goddamn gray shirt. I didn't even pay that no attention. When they brought it to my attention, I was like, he got the same shirt on? Like, I didn't even notice it. How y'all noticed that? I will never know. <laughs> first thing y'all noticed was the shirt. So I'll just have to make sure that they're different well, they were different pictures. I'll just have to like look at his outfit, I guess, real closely, um, to make sure y'all don't give him a fucked up name. But yeah, gray shirt ain't even a fucked up name. It's not the fucked up name, but what it means—the meaning behind it—is fucked up. Like <laughs> what the same There's so shirt many names. All the time. That's actually a decent neutral name. I think a lineup could be fucked up. <laughs> he could have one of them with just one yellow teeth that stick out. Oh, that's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Or one yeah. tooth. Or one where one front tooth is a little bit longer than the other front tooth. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. It's too. so much shit. Like, I got a gap in between my teeth now. It's growing because I need probably a deep cleaning at the doc, <laughs> dentist. Um, I spent 15 years not going to the fucking dentist. How did you manage to go 15? You had toothaches? Like no. For fucking 15 years, ain't nothing happened with my teeth to say you need to go to the dentist. That's because between the age of 15 and 30 i didn't have no fucking insurance uh so you couldn't go i mean you could yeah. but you was gonna i pay mean a grip. i got insurance now i can afford to go to the dentist now 
I'm lucky as shit that I didn't have no badass health issues or dental issues for 15 years. I don't know what made that not happen. I do not suggest that, people. No. If you are sitting in your life without insurance now, unless you absolutely can't get it, you need to get that shit. Yeah, you do. Not having insurance should not be a decision that you make. It should, it should be a condition, <laughs> a circumstance that you are under. I, I don't know. suggest it. But because of that, like, I need a deep, like, cleaning your teeth... The re look, I'm just gonna throw this out there. The reason that you need to clean your teeth ain't just so your teeth be clean. It's so that plaque don't build up up yeah. under your gums. Mm -hmm. The more plaque that builds up under your gums, the more that it pushes your gums away from your teeth, which your gums thrive on your teeth. They live on your teeth. Mm -hmm. That's where gingivitis and gum disease come from is when your gums are not on your teeth, then it starts to die slowly. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure you get your teeth clean constantly so that that shit don't build up. If you haven't been to the dentist in 15 years, you need a deep cleaning, which means they go in deep between your teeth and get all that plaque that has built up. Hopefully you. it hadn't eroded your teeth enough that you got to, you know, take more extreme measures, but that's very possible. It hurt. I hate going to the dentist. I have my yearly on uh, Monday. I hate going to do that shit too. I wish I was, I wish I was in a position in my life where I could say I got my yearly because a nigga got a 15 yearly goddamn when I turned 30. And that's I don't suggest that shit, people. I get my yearly exam every year, and I'm getting older now, so I feel like I really need to stay on top of it. But I just y'all don't understand how terrible that yearly exam is. You have to get butt ass naked and lay on a chair and put your feet in. Stirrups. Oh, you ain't talking about a literally yearly dental exam. No, I'm talking about a yearly <laughs> physical exam. Oh. And you have to be naked while there's the doctor and is a that nurse called in a pap smear? Yes. So why is it called that? What is a pap? Um, and why do they smear it? Is it a cream? I think it's called a pap smear. No, it's not <laughs> a cream. Because of pap, papalo, whatever that virus is. Like they swab, basically they swab inside your vagina and they smear it on a, um, what are those little oh, glass Oh, they smear your called? body juices. And they look at it under a microscope. Okay, so they smear your vagina juices over a microscope and look for paps. Something like that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Is it a realistic <laughs> disease? Like, is this shit that's still happening to women? HPV? Oh, I didn't know that. The P and Papalo. Papalo I don't know what it so, is. So, okay. Yeah. So you have to go every year. Because basically, and what they'll do is they see if you have any um, abnormal cells on your cervix and all of that shit. Um, but in order for them to do that, you have to put your feet in the stirrup and you're naked. And it's a nurse and a doctor in the room trying to have. You got to be naked up top too. Yeah, because they do a uh, mammogram. They check your boobs for, so you just naked. They can't do both of them at different times. I mean, I guess they could, but they don't. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's just easier to be butt naked. But it's not because you're then they try to have these regular conversations with you while you laying up there naked. It's fucking. Weird. It's like just get your job done so I can get my fucking clothes on. I don't want to talk about how my year has been because I see her once a year. So she's like, "How's everything been?" I hadn't seen. I don't want to have this conversation. I just want you to do what you. You should do. have the conversation. It's weird. I don't want to. Why is it? We it's only weird because you believe it is. No, it's weird because I'm laying there naked having a conversation about <laughs> my my year. While somebody swabbing and that, uh, and they use this, uh, what is it called? Speculum. They stick it in there and like, like pry you open so you stay open with this like metal thing. And then she just goes in and swabs around. It's weird. It's very weird. It's very uncomfortable. You should have a conversation. I, I ain't got no See, choice. I used to, me and, I used to have physicals mm -hmm. and 
before, with football. And they used to talk about physicals. And I was always worried that if the nurse touched my meat or my balls, that my penis was going to get hard. That's what I always... And then when I finally had a physical, it didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know why not, I guess. Because of the circumstances? Because you know what you're there for? Like, it's a... I don't, know. I don't know, man. I thought I would start thinking about porn. Not why you're getting a physical. Like it's such a. I, I, can't I was a teenage that. boy. Uh, you just don't, teenage I boy mind is all kind of weird. I guess in that way. So <sighs> yeah. So I gotta go do that Monday before I go to work. So sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm looking real You should have the conversation. It. You should, I can't, I don't you have should choose something now to talk about the response so that you don't seem all weird. Because you're going to answer the damn question. You might as well at least know what you're going to say. I always talk. I mean, I don't like not talk to her when she's talking to me. I just hate that she fucking does it. That would be a boring ass job. Yeah. She just looks at vaginas all day. She and actually, she's an OBGYN. So now she, well, most of her job is looking at vaginas, but she also delivers babies. So, and Matt, that job ain't pleasant for her. Mm-mm. I wouldn't imagine so. <laughs> imagine, imagine the people who come in there for my six hundred pound life type shit. <sighs> imagine that. I don't want to. Imagine people who come in there with the horrible hygiene. <sighs> yeah, that. Well, would imagine be who co- people who come in there that got a. Uh, a whole fucking cocktail of STDs sitting in there. Imagine who coming there who ain't bathed from their sexual escapades last oh night. God. Why would you play? Listen, most gynecologists are OBGYNs. Schedules are. I made this appointment in fucking. I made this appointment when I left my old job, like that, like three months ago, because she didn't have anything because she delivers babies and you have regular clients and so it's hard to get in you got like at least three months to know that that date is coming up ain't no reason for you not to wash your ass before it ain't a surprise it's not like they call you and be like hey can you come in today like you know three plus months in advance because you can't just make like a next day appointment that's not how that works like not with this kind of doctor it's any specialty any specialized field of medicine it's harder to get in so ain't no reason why you shouldn't have washed your ass. You had three months to get yourself together. I just imagine she'd be like, oh, God damn. What are you? Do you bathe? <laughs> what are, I just wonder when that happened. I wonder if they're up front. Or if they be like, uh, they just act like just another day in the neighborhood. Some of y'all nasty. Some of y'all ain't. I don't know. I, you know, and it used it's to good be you don't know. I used to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hear. Men, you know, saying like male gynecology, but that can't be a fun job for them. Like, that's not, there's nothing sexy about just sitting there looking at, like, it clinically looking at vaginas all day. It's not like he's at a strip club or some shit with ass shaking in his face. Like, he's literally, like, I wouldn't imagine that that would be this sexy thing that I don't think that that's how they look at it. I've had a male gynecologist before. My current one is a female, though, but they probably, they probably feel like women are more sexy with clothes on. <laughs> my brother was working at a strip club and he said that when they have parties the girls have on clothes and they be looking better than they do when they be naked just because <laughs> it's such yeah. a stark contrast from what you normally get Jesus. i guess seeing their personal styles and different stuff yeah. has a component to it but yeah 
don't know. That's fucking weird. Um, yeah. Um, I I don't know about this dating shit, but if you have a question, do you did you have anything about your week? Nope. <laughs> if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversation call artist at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Facebook, conversation call artist, and send it to us that way. Stay tuned at the end because I know I mentioned fall from grace. We are going to talk about it, but we got a lot to say about it. So we're gonna put that. At, we're gonna talk about that at the end of the show. So now it's time for our viral posts. Viral posts is a lot of viral posts, uh, and we did get a message uh, about talking about something from the group chat. Okay, said somebody need to talk about Orlando Brown. What did he do now? We'll get to it. Okay. All right. Viral post. We think we want sex. It's not always about sex. It's intimacy we want. To be touched, looked at, admired, smiled at, laughed with someone, feel safe, feel like someone's really got you. That's what we crave. Intimacy is not sex. People confuse it with that, and intimacy sounds like it would be, but intimacy in and of itself is more than sex. Um. So, yeah. Does it make a difference if a man wrote this versus a woman wrote this? <laughs> it's more believable if a woman wrote it than it is if a man wrote it. A man definitely wrote this. I mean. So it sounds like bullshit now. Yeah. Because <laughs> y'all definitely do want sex. <laughs> but it seemed like he talking to us as men because he say we think we want sex. Oh, okay. So maybe he's talking to y'all. Then he says it's not always about sex; it's intimacy we want. So it looks sound like maybe I don't know if he's telling men this is what we want because that that ain't a good path to go down. Or if he's letting women know also this is what we want, but like it does change it that it's a man. <laughs> now let me correct this for what I think the men actually represent. We think we want sex; it's not always about sex. It's intimacy what we want as long as it leads to sex. To be touched on the penis. <laughs> to have our penis looked at. To have it admired and smiled at. To laugh with someone after they've pleased our penis. We want to feel safe and feel like somebody's really got you. That's what we crave. Yes. That makes more, that that makes more I sense. I accept that. I could not accept that. I don't know if it's way. bullshit or not. I don't know if it's bullshit or not, but that's what he said. Yeah. All right. I would never ask someone who eats butt for their critique of an actual food item because you eat butt. Your taste buds are dead. I mean, that's not fair. Even though I think it's weird. I've had my... I've talked about eating groceries on the show and how I feel about it. But I wouldn't say that that has anything to do with me taking a food commentary from somebody. Like, no, I don't think it's the same. And this... This statement should be more reserved for people that actually smoke. Because if you smoke cigarettes, if you smoke weed, your taste buds are far more compromised than somebody who eat ass. And not only that, but the the skin on the anus is biologically extremely similar to the lips. So if you kiss somebody, you felt how it feel to no, eat an ass. No. No, you haven't. Yes, you have. It's not the same fucking thing. We're not going to do this. If you ever put your tongue on a piece of somebody's lip, 
then you you know what it feel like. I'm not gonna do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not a fair statement. We'll we'll just don't go with that. My mother once told me every time you forgive him, he will love you a little more. But you will stop loving him. So the day he loves you the most, you will not feel anything for him anymore. Yes. Then what I be trying to tell men, listen. You need to be concerned when your woman don't care. Like when she ain't saying nothing to you no more, like when she ain't getting upset, that's when you need to be concerned because that's the point where we have checked the fuck out. Like I don't care what you do no more. I ain't finna go back and forth with you about shit because I don't give a fuck. I don't care anymore. A silent woman is a lot scarier than one that's telling you she's upset with you. She's trying to get you to do better by telling you the things that she doesn't like. It's a whole different fucking thing. So, yeah, he might. Yeah, I, I think that one is true. Because I don't think men realize that women women have to leave emotionally before they physically leave. And so if you're just looking for her physically to leave to be like, oh, okay, I still got a chance, you going to fuck up. Because her body going to still be there long after her heart has left the building. One day after you done done this woman wrong, you gonna say something to her and she gonna be like, "Okay, yep, that shit's dead at that That's moment. It. It's, it's over. When she ain't well. upset no more, done. So well, she's in the planning phase at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the plan is to murder your ass, to leave, to go get her dick appointment set up. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Okay. <laughs> Next viral post. I find it very abusive to put pressure on men to provide us with a life we cannot provide for ourselves as women. As much as women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men, men are not poverty eradication plans for lazy women. I heard nothing. I'm so sorry. I find it very abusive <laughs> to put pressure on men to provide us with a life we cannot provide for ourselves as women. As much as women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men, men are not poverty eradication plans for lazy women. No, because the assumption there is that women who are looking for a man that will be able to, I won't even say take care of her, but be able to, to, that doesn't mean that she's not taking care of that shit before he comes along. So I don't know about that. Like, I don't know. I'm okay with saying that women should be able to provide a life of their own. Yeah, you should um, be able to provide yeah, you a life should, your own. you should. Like, before you're in a relationship, what's going on if you ain't providing a life of your own? Because then you know that you... This is what happens when you... This is how people get in relationships for the wrong goddamn reasons, okay? If you're looking for somebody to take care of you, you are going to overlook a lot of bullshit because you have this need that needs to be met of being taken care of. If you're taking care of your fucking self, then you are more likely to pick somebody based on the characteristics and the traits and qualities that you like in a person as opposed to, well, this nigga got money and he can keep me, you know, keep my weave tight. Like, no, that's dumb. You need to be able to say, I don't want anybody to take care. I just talked about this at the beginning of the show. I'm good. I literally, anything that I need to have done, I can fucking do it. If I can't do it, I will Google or YouTube and figure it out. I have drills. <laughs> I have a whole tool set. Like, I fix shit in my house myself. I've been doing that. So, like, this ain't about you coming in and rescuing me and doing I can do all of that shit myself. That's not what I need you for. 
That's not what I want you for. And that shouldn't be what anybody wants anybody for because you make poor decisions when it's based off of shit like that. Very poor decisions. So, the only thing that this comment don't take into consideration is that it's never been women really putting pressure on men to provide that shit traditionally. It's been men manipulating their role in taking care of you. It's, that's like that's been the men's job. Like women didn't even expect to have to take care of shit because men was like, "We gonna take care of you," yeah. but because we also want to control your situation too. Yep. So it's like this don't take into account the history. It make it seem like men. The only reason that women are looking to men for to be taken care of is because they just lazy and want to be taken care of. When in reality, a lot of men would prefer that. Like this same dialogue about. Men talking about how, you know, the black relationship been messed up because all these women going to college and getting these jobs that's better than men and shit. Like, that whole dialogue is about men wanting women to just be less than men mm-hmm. so that men can just be more. Without the work, men don't have to do the work. Next viral post. Um, okay, so in the middle of this podcast, <laughs> we just find out Kobe died. Yeah, I mean, we... Okay, so the energy <laughs> on the post probably finna go down a little bit. It's just fucked up. Damn. I don't even have nothing to say about it. We just continue. Um, Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Shit. Um, Funny how at YG gets arrested the weekend of the Grammys when he's supposed to hit the stage in Nip's honor. Hashtag LAPD the biggest gang here. I'm so tired. And this was the game. And another post say, shit, you probably the one who called the police so you can perform for them. Why everything got to be a goddamn conspiracy? Like, why YG couldn't have fucked up and just got arrested? He got a history of fucking up. What the fuck? Like, everything is not a conspiracy. Jesus. It's not. Next viral post. Some I do not condone domestic violence. Oh, God. Sometimes you got to call a nigga the wrong name to show him you got options. Comment. Sometimes you got to slap the bitch with the left hand to show her she got the right one. <laughs> that is terrible, but it's so Do I was put that as stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. Oh, that's odd. Do not condone domestic violence. Domestic violence violence is terrible. Don't be out here beating up on people. Girls be obsessed with astrology but can't get an oil change. You worried about the wrong Taurus. (laughs) 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 So stupid. People are, listen, people are very creative. That's all I have to say. Very. Uh, this woman posted in 928 2012 I'm afraid to have sex for the first time if I'm not married. Y'all think it's cute, but the soul ties are real. Her new updated comment, 123-2020, woo child, I've been fucking. <laughs> Damn. That brought the fucking moose noise back out from you, didn't it? <laughs> That shit been going away for a while. (laughs) Yes, that sound you heard was red. (laughs) Laughing. (laughs) Sounded like a moose. (laughs) 
don't even know what this is. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Y'all red. This is the biggest red I done seen out of a laugh I done seen out of red in a long time. So I'm just gonna let it marinate. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch went from talking about soul time to talking about oh lord, I've been fucking. This is one of them moments where you forgot that you said some shit like that. <laughs> And you realize you done said some old Zen shit. You realize what you've been doing like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that one got me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh, God. I have tears. <laughs> she do. She got tears in her eyes now from this laugh. I'm glad she got a good old hearty laugh. Oh, fuck. I needed that after that Kobe news. Jesus. Oh, God. That was so funny. I'm hot now. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm okay. We you good? Yeah. You good to move forward? Yes. <laughs> so this post is a meme. It has a picture of Ren from Ren and Stimpy sweating. Ren okay. was the cat, right? I think so. Is Ren the fat one or the skinny? Yeah, the fat. Okay. One. So it got a picture of Ren sweating, and it says, "When my meat slip out the sixth time," and she says, "You know what?" <laughs> It's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. Not looking good for you, bro. (laughs) Oh my god. One of the comments say, Ain't nothing worse than knowing you ain't about to get an orgasm. Like just leave and forget I exist, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, I have a story about okay, maybe I shouldn't say his name. Yeah, they're not gonna know who it is. You gonna know who it is, Ronnie. Okay, I'm gonna tell it after. I got a few more okay. then, and then we get to that. This one has a picture of the pawn shop TV show. Mm-hmm. So two dudes. So you know it's gonna be some kind of negotiating. Yeah. Or something. Eighteen year olds. Uh, can I please have a cigarette or a beer? And then over the picture it says U.S. government. It said best I can do is war. <laughs> Like damn, Accurate. yeah, you can't you can't have no alcohol and no cigarettes, but you can go die in this water. You can go die. And do that. Last one. Twizzlers taste like as if someone was vaguely thinking of cherries whilst melting plastic bags into a pasta noodle press. <laughs> Hashtag Twizzlers at Twizzlers. <laughs> Twizzlers are disgusting. I love Twizzlers. They're disgusting. You now, I don't gun. like the pull and peel Twizzlers. I like the old school strawberry Twizzlers. They're nasty. They just taste like something to do. So- <laughs> That's what they taste like. So good. like them too. I don't understand. Like They taste so like good. something to do. Like Government name podcast. I don't understand. They're disgusting. Like when somebody, when you call somebody and ask what they're doing, they'd be like, just chilling. That's, what That's like Twizzlers are. <laughs> they like the food equivalent of just chilling. <laughs> just any Twizzlers. <laughs> oh god um i hate to be the one to bring up meat positivity but i know you're gonna put this under the heading of meat positivity so i'm just gonna so the meat story exclusivity oh, excuse 2020 me. all right okay so ronnie they don't know who ronnie is you know who ronnie is i had a friend 
who thought Ronnie was so fine. A lot of girls did because he light skinned with hazel eyes. I mean, he's just the quintessential <laughs> nigga. You seen him lately? Huh? You seen him lately? He looked like a terrorist. <laughs> I, Continue. I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. So she finally was able to have sex with Ronnie. She was so excited about having sex with Ronnie. And so I saw her the next day. And I was like, okay, how was, you know, your time with Ronnie? And she said, I made my grocery list. Yeah, he does. He just <laughs> need a turban. Oh, that's terrible, but he does. <laughs> um, She said she made her grocery list. She, she made his grocery list? She made her grocery list. Okay. In her head. Okay. While she was fucking. <laughs> and so I said, what? I said, are you oh that's sad so what happened is <laughs> it ronnie knew it didn't go well and the way i know he knows that it didn't go well is that afterwards he was like <clears throat> you know i told you before i came over here i was sick you know i got this cold <laughs> and it's like this nigga was already making up excuses for why she never slept with him again he kept trying to get how did she look you know her okay yeah um <laughs> it was so sad he kept trying to get her to do it again and she was like no i was like well maybe he was sick she was like really red i was like mm-hmm. i mean he could have been she was like it wouldn't have made a difference <laughs> he was sick not sick it just was bad <laughs> what's bad about it though like because Men can have not enough meat and it still get the job done. Yes. And men can have too much meat and just not know how to work that into the situation. I mean, it was boring enough for her to literally make a grocery list of things she needed to get once he left. <laughs> In her head. And she really made a list. So we were roommates at the time. <laughs> But she didn't tell you what exactly the issue was. Like just bad was vague. That's vague. It is, but the I didn't really ask because at the point that she told me he was making up excuses, it was bad. He it was bad enough to where he knew that he did not perform up to, you know, what he usually do. This is where twenty nineteen meet positivity is important. Okay, man. <laughs> there is no reason that a woman should ever have a bad sex experience okay none as long as you got a mouth and as long as you got fingers and if you need toys get you one of them hitachi magic wands but that will take that will take 70 percent of the work off of you she'll encompass it as a whole experience and you'll be all right because just gotta remember when you have bad sex the person you had bad sex ain't the only one that's gonna know about it. Oh yes, that's evidenced by this story. Especially if you're a man. I don't know how men talk about sexual escapades, and I don't know, but women, yeah, you, you gonna get talked about bad. Um, and what I think it, Ronnie, is the epitome of a cliche, light skinned nigga with hazel eyes. The arrogance that he... I just feel like he didn't feel like he needed to do anything but what he did because he's him. Like, I don't think he was like... I, I think, again, I think that he fucked up enough to where he was like, oh, shit, let me... 
But this, I mean, this how women prop dudes like that up because the only reason she probably messed with him was because of the same shit that got him arrogant the as it pertains to women. Blood, yeah, yeah, like women prop that shit up. They did. I and I, I, I mean, I think I said this before. I'm really not. I need some melanin. I'm really not a you know light skin, and I feel like, and I know this is cliche, and I'm not saying that all men that are light skin with hazel eyes or green eyes are like this. A lot of them are arrogant, and I just don't have the time, and I don't have the personality to feed into that shit. I'm a humble you. You're not gonna like me, so I don't even know. I don't even find them attractive. I didn't find him attractive because he seemed arrogant. He seemed like an asshole. He was, and I actually thought it was hilarious because it brought him down a notch. In my mind, anyway, he's still walking around campus like he was hot shit, but... Because you is hot shit when you're an athlete. Yeah. He wasn't even tall. Ugh, whatever. The point guard. That's the point guard. Know, if but... you running shit like the point guard, you good. You think Chris Paul and all them other point guards out here didn't get played? Which they, as point guards, probably still like 6'4 and 6'5, yeah. though, for real. He's like... <clears throat> was he even as tall as me? Probably was short. I can't remember if he was know. as tall as I was. He might have been as tall as me. I don't know. I don't remember. It's too long ago. But yeah, so that just reminded me. That viral post just reminded me of that <laughs> conversation I had with her about Ronnie because he immediately said, you know, I got this cold and I went, well, if you knew you were sick, reschedule. <laughs> don't come over. <laughs> don't bother. Listen, man. You that goddamn sick? If y'all want to know. How to please these ladies and you having problems? Holler at your boy, okay? <laughs> I ain't no womanizer, but I understand. <clears throat> I understand what it takes, okay? You know what I read? You know, women can have sex as many times as they body physically allow. Men, we have a refractory period. Oh yeah, which means once we ejaculate, we kind of like our body be like chill. <laughs> I read that that could be up to two days. Oh, that's terrible. So the article I was reading was about men that can have multiple orgasms and what that means. Mm -hmm. What it means is that the muscles that they have are stronger. Like Kegel exercises oh, okay. make your muscles stronger to where you can you can get an erection faster after that. Mm -hmm. And there's other things you can do, like eat foods and stuff to make it happen faster. But if you're a man with, that can have multiple, that can go once and then go twice and then sometimes maybe three times, that's a representation of the strength of the muscles that you have down there. Uh, which a, a quick test to determine how strong those muscles are is how easily can you stop peeing mid-pee. If you can stop straight away, you got some pretty strong control down there. If it's hard for you to stop peeing mid-pee, then you can use some work and you do some Kegel exercises. All right. Learn about your body. See, that kind of knowledge, that kind the of more knowledge. you know, I feel like look, a star should go. <laughs> that kind of knowledge is why you need to holler at me if you're trying to figure out <laughs> how to please somebody because you got fingers, you got a mouth, you got, like, it's, it's, you know, you got meat. You got toys, you got options, you got cock rings. Again. There's options out here. You got the dice you can roll with, be like, want to say, put your mouth on, toes, and now you're sucking toes. I think he was too arrogant to do that. So he wouldn't have wanted any assistance. He probably still arrogant. He probably, he probably went and found somebody to get some get back. I'm sure. <laughs> it wouldn't be her. No, no, he kept, she never, ever, like, he kept trying, and she's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> but let me, I, she I never to, let him redeem himself. I need to ask something, too. 
I need to add something to this dynamic, okay. all right? There are also women out there who exist who are such Lil' Kim fans and women who praise supersized, irrational big meats. She not like that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Sometimes, men, you can have a regular average size meat that would please that woman, but she believes that she needs like massive meat. She yeah. needs mandingo meat. There's some women like that who ain't going to give you a chance because it looks like you're not going to be able to please her. There's nothing you can do about those women, guys. Yeah. That's, you don't want to try to please her. It's, it's, it's over, okay? You can't do nothing about that. Let her go find her mandingo warrior that's going to mess up her stomach <sighs> from the inside out. You. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't do nothing about that. But well, you could buy one of them strap-ons that you put on top of your meat. If y'all didn't know that exists, there's a strap-on that you can put on top of your meat and it extends your meat. And while you don't get no feeling from doing that, it got a little vibrating thing that vibrate the tip of your meat while you doing whatever you're doing. I don't know who would do that or why, but you know, it exists. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will. Micro penis <laughs> men, maybe I don't know. He wouldn't even be able to hold. In. Okay, do what you got? Um, so as we said mid podcast, we just found we're recording on Sunday that Kobe Bryant was in a helicopter accident. He fucking like I I don't even I don't know, you know, it's just unexpected. Somebody actually texted me. This is somebody sent me a text, and this is this, and I I encourage everyone to do this. If somebody send you something and it seems like okay, wait a minute, you need to do your own research. I did not immediately just say on point Kobe died, did I? I went, I was like, wait, let me see if this is true, because people are stupid and they just send dumb stuff that they see. People then killed off all kind of celebrities that still out here walking around living. So I didn't know if it was true. I did go look it up. He did, in fact die this morning uh in a helicopter crash so i just saw a picture with him and his oldest daughter at a like courtside so rest in peace to him you know prayers to his family you um, know if you know nipsey hustle if i'm thinking correctly was the last big name person who died unexpectedly from a tragic shooting mm -hmm. tragic incident uh most yes. of the people that are dying are dying because of old age. If you're talking about like John Conyers and the the most recent unexpected one was probably uh the little boy that overdosed because he was trying to hide the pills. Oh, that's right, Juice World. Juice, Juice World. World. One thing about probably, Juice World, yeah, yeah Juice World. So was Juice one. World. Um, but and I wasn't connected with Juice World. I wasn't really connected with Nipsey Hussle, and I am not a super sports fan. Me either. Um. But it's Kobe. I feel I mean, like well, I'm not a super sports fan, but I've played with Kobe in a number of NBA games as Kobe. Mm -hmm. You know, like Kobe Bryant in 2K 16 or 17 was the athlete who they had mentoring your main character. Mm. You know, so it's like you get to know Kobe. Kobe give you some words of input and advice. You know, and this is the year of his retirement. So it's like it's been moments where you connect with that person somehow. Yeah. Even though I don't call myself a major fan, it a, a death like this really makes you think about your own mortality. He was forty one. That is not old. Six years older than me. Me too. Shit. It gives. It makes you think about your own mortality. This shit is crazy. So it's really hard when stuff like this happen, but. You know, more power to those hardcore fans 
who really treasured Kobe as a legend. <coughs> More power to y'all Damn. managing and dealing with this loss. I I just I could I get again I was like that can't be true. And you know how they always reporting that this person didn't die today. and you'd be like okay. But unfortunately this one was true. I I don't even I don't have words. It's just really sad. Kobe was bigger than basketball. I feel everybody know who he is. Even even people that don't know anything about basketball at all know who Kobe Bryant is. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just it's just very sad. So rest in peace, Kobe. That's 2020 being a bitch right now. This ain't the way to start it off. That's tough. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Tinder has decided to add a new security feature that I don't know if it's going to work or not. They're going to add a panic button feature for dates that go wrong. And here's why I don't know that it's going to work. Let me explain how this works. So it's going to be called Noon Light. The Noon Light security features for Tinder will begin with a profile badge, which allows users to log in certain details about their dates, including the time, location, and information about the person they are meeting. Now, that part is good. I have no problem with that part. Noonlight will then share this information with authorities if the alarm is triggered. Again, no problem with it. Seems good. Once it's triggered, users will be asked to enter a code. If they don't, a dispatcher, a dispatcher will text them. If a user doesn't respond to the text, they will receive a phone call. And if the phone call is also ignored, emergency services will be dispatched. I'm going to be dead by the time y'all are dispatched. You telling me that... Y'all are good. I'm going to send this, this distress signal. Y'all are going to wait for me to put in a code. And when that don't happen, however long time, amount of time you had to put the goddamn code in, when that don't happen, then y'all going to send me a text message. And if I don't respond to the text message, then y'all going to call me. And if I don't answer the call, that's when. In the time that those three things have occurred, I'm going to be choked out. Are on my way to Mexico. Like, that's they need to rethink. And so that. you telling me at the point that you identify on Tinder that you're in an emergency, they expect you to pick up your phone <laughs> and check to see if a message came in and respond to it. Like if you're in trouble and all you can do is just tap that little badge for I, I ain't gonna be able to do no more than that. I'm not gonna be able to answer the phone and be like, yes, I'm in trouble. This nigga's crazy. Like, what am I supposed? You should not. If you're in that kind of trouble, you should not go into Tinder and do all this shit before you call the police. <laughs> if you, you, all you got to do is hit call button 911. That's four presses. If you hit Tinder and then hit his profile and then hit the three dots above his profile and hit this nigga crazy button, then you, you making wrong decisions. And you still got a while before they even actually contact the police. I can directly contact the police myself because Tinder is going to wait for me to not enter a code not answer a text message, not answer a phone call before they even call the motherfucking police. No, that doesn't make any sense. You know how long of amount of time, let's just say they give 30 seconds for each of those things to happen, to not happen for that. And you still looking at at least two minutes before they even contact the police to say, Hey, 
this nigga's crazy we got a a, a a distress call like what that they need to rethink that that does not sound helpful to me now what i will say ladies this is what i do again as i said at the beginning of the show the reason why on point and the rest of my little merry band of misfits were able to make fun of gray shirt is because if i go out with somebody i send his picture to our group chat y'all gonna know what where i'm supposed to be or who the fuck i'm supposed to be with because if i come up missing this nigga did it i watch too much id channel and i don't trust people so i do encourage you to make sure that somebody knows if you're gonna go out on a date with somebody that you haven't been out with before 100 percent. somebody somewhere needs to know who this nigga is so that they know where to start if he get buck and get crazy on this date i always always send pictures to numerous people of what this nigga look like every time i go out on a date and i will continue to do so because niggas is crazy and i'm not trying to die did you ever watch orlando brown in that so raven or any other thing that he might have played in i mean i watched that so raven here and there i wasn't a fan it wasn't made for me though he had like he just like one of them child stars that had just that passive role. Mm-hmm. Disney and Nickelodeon child stars go through some of the worst shit ever. Including Raven Simone. She, I mean, she ain't with his crazy, but she been doing, she's done shit in the past where we've been like Raven. It's like she don't have a realistic view of reality, even though she done got out of childhood and made an adult, you know, life for herself. Yes. It's like some of them comments that she done made don't reflect like reality, reality. Yes. But what has Orlando Brown done now? Orlando Brown claims that Nick Cannon gave him oral sex when he was when they was younger. And <laughs> what? What you mean what? Did they even know each other? Nick Cannon said they didn't know each other, but it's a picture of them together. <laughs> so who fuck knows? And, and it looked like just one of those pictures where. Orlando Brown would have came up to Nick and been like, hey, let's get a picture, Nick. He's playing on Ravens show. And he'd be like, okay, cool. But like, it's that Trump shit where Trump be like, well, I don't know him, but he's a picture of them with together. It's like, I mean. How young of, were they in the picture where they were together? I don't know. So he's saying when they were younger. What's the younger? Like when they were kids? Are they even the same age? They're not even close to the same age. I don't know. I'm going to listen to the video. I heard it. You what? Oh, don't worry about Nick. Nick, okay, look, fine. Fine, okay? You want me to tell everybody? You want me to let everybody know about that? Okay, fine. Nick, I'll let you suck my dick. Okay? Fine. I don't think y'all heard that quite, but it was Orlando Brown saying, Nick, I'll let you suck my dick. Now, I think he's just rhyming Nick with Dick. I don't know. <laughs> the level of crazy that Orlando Brown is, I wouldn't... Let me not say crazy. As a mental health professional, oh, okay. let me say mentally unstable. Yes. As mentally unstable as Orlando Brown has been lately, I don't think I would put that much credence no. to what he's saying. Because it's hard to know when he's joking when he's being serious, it's hard to know if what he's saying is rooted in reality or if it's rooted in some kind of cognitive fucking dissonance or some shit. 
you know, even the story of him talking about him and Raven Simone having sex, the level of silliness that was involved in that made it hard to believe it. Now, I went in on Nick Cannon about Eminem and told him to stay in his lane. But there, in no universe could I see Orlando Brown's biggest, he's known for That's All Raven, which That's All Raven is a very, I mean, it's like, at the time that, that, Orlando Brown became the bit of famous that he was for that show. Why would Nick can what would Nick Cannon gain from that from him? Why? Why would he do that? If anything, I could see if he said he sucked Nick Cannon's dick. But Nick I don't know. I just I think this is his mental illness rearing its ugly head. I don't buy it. And I think he probably was just rhyming Nick with dick. <laughs> I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. So everybody who thought I was being hard on Nick Cannon, talking shit about Nick Cannon, I stand by what I said about him and Eminem, but this is dumb, and I don't buy it. And Orlando needs some help. Very much help. So He needs. Lots of it. Okay, so you know I can't have ice cream. Correct. But I still talk about ice cream. I don't even know who... It's going to make this, but a Cinnamon Toast Crunch ice cream is supposed to be being made. Mm. <laughs> I'm right. impartial to I wasn't a, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, but the Fruity Pebble cereal that I had at Big Spoon was delicious. Now, if they can make it taste like cinnamon, like... I'm not a big Cinnamon Toast Crunch so, fan anyway. Let me say this. When I thought about a cereal ice cream, when people like Fruity Pebble ice cream... I really just thought of it being vanilla with fruity pebbles in it. Mm-hmm. I did not conceptualize that they would try to make it taste like the cereal milk after the cereal are gone. And you know what? Cereal milk is some of the best fucking milk you ever gonna get in your life. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what cereal you had. If your cereal has some semblance of sugar in it, you're that's the best milk you're gonna get in your life, okay? Eating, eating a bowl of cereal is the First best way to flavor your milk outside of putting some fucking chocolate syrup and shit into it. And outside of turning it into ice cream. If you want some flavored milk, you just eat whatever cereal that you like how it tastes and drink that milk afterwards. You'll have that flavor on it. So if they're going to make a milk of uh, ice cream flavor after Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk after the cereal gone, I can fuck with that. I can fuck with that as I can fuck with many other versions of that too. But I definitely can fuck with cinnamon toast crunch milk ice cream. Yeah. I'm not a cinnamon toast crunch fan. So I ain't either, but I I've like had cinnamon toast grams. crunch. I like golden grams better than cinnamon toast crunch. I think golden grams got some decent flavor milk afterwards. You know what I'm saying? It ain't bad. <laughs> you know, the sweetness is really subtle though. That's, I think I don't really like overly sweet cereals. But, you know, you get that. With honey grams, you get that, like, you get that subtle honey and that graham cracker taste that come along with the sweetness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it got, it do have some, there's a method to the madness of a subtle sugaries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've just never liked them because they get soggy so fast. They do get soggy fast. They get soggy really fast. And some of them don't get soggy fast because some of them be coated in more honey than other ones. More honey sugar mix than other ones. So, them ones stay crunchy a little bit longer, but the ones that don't got that much coating, 
Them bitches get soggy immediately in the milk. That's how that happens. Um, it's it. Texas is is a couple of schools in Texas that are not allowing kids to graduate or are suspending them for having dreadlocks. And you know, I was in this group and this woman was saying, "Oh, that policy isn't racist because it doesn't." Uh, apply directly to African American. It's just saying no student can have hair at shoulder length. But this is what happens when you believe that an all-encompassing policy, just because on paper it looks like it applies to everybody, that's not what that's not that's what fairness looks like. But that's not what equality looks like. See, fairness looks like putting the same rules up for everybody, and everybody lives by them. And fairness is is more so a a, a theoretical framework. <laughs> it's not really, it's not like something to me. Equality is physical, actual uh, things you have to apply. It's like that. If you've ever seen that picture of all of the people standing on the same size box, but some people are tall. You know, they're or then you had the next picture where the boxes are elevated so that everybody can see at the same rate. I think that's the difference between equality and fairness. Like fairness is y'all all got the same box, but because you genetically <laughs> are shorter, this same box ain't gonna give you. You still can't see over the fence, but you got the same size box as everybody else, so you just deal with it. And in the vein of Martin Luther King Jr. and how much he's misquoted on his holiday for everybody's needs, he said that it takes more than not being racist. It takes being anti-racist. So in order for that policy to not be racist, it has to be an equality-based policy. It has to take into account that our hair is different than white hair. White hair is is like in it's very few white cultures in which hair has some kind of cultural relevance. Yes, if there are a, a lot of black cultures where the hair has some kind of cultural relevance, mm-hmm. and in one of those Texas cases. One of the boys' family, the father, the men in the family have a history of growing long dreads. Are they Rastafarian? I don't know what they are. I just know that they have a history of growing long dreads. Even D Smoke from Rhythm and Flow, um, the character who won, all his brothers and him got like dreadlocks that go past their shoulder length. You know, so a policy like that has to make sure that it takes into consideration the cultural components. And it really just upsets me that they would take something that is not related to academics and use it as exclusionary criteria for them to participate in the academic uh, um, events for the school. Um, They literally will suspend the kid from not coming to school until he cut his hair. Like, are his grades fucked up? Is he not achieving and excelling? Is he not doing the work? Is he a bad student? Do he get in a lot of trouble? Like, these questions need to be answered for me to even partially try to understand. But at the end of the day, it's still a part of a long pattern of white people policing black people's bodies and hair and saying, you can't have this and you can't do this, or you got to have this kind of hair if you want to participate. Can't have no fro. And they saying the hair can't come past the shoulders. I wonder how they feel if he came in there with an eight-inch long afro that because it grows out, it's not going past the shoulders. True. They policy don't say that there's a length of limit. You know what I'm saying? Now, clearly, he can't do that. They would have to change it to an actual a size limit, or they would have to hypothetically say, because your hair would fall on your shoulders, you can't this, that, this, that, this, that. But see, and this is why 
people get upset with white people doing shit to their hair that black people get shit for. This is why these conversa- this is why that whole conversation happened about bad baby. Okay, and her having them um braids in her head. It's a problem when it's black. That's it's not that's not okay. It's not it's not okay when it's us doing it because it's naturally what we do. It's a problem, but when y'all do it because you think the shit is cool, it's fine. That's not okay. Not at all. Uh, for those of you who don't want a spoiler of Fall from Grace, um, this is probably where the show go in for you until you watch it because we finna do like an hour shit talking session about the show <laughs> uh, or the movie. So uh, that's what's coming up next. I appreciate y'all for listening, and until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Okay, but so, um, Fall from Grace. So, did you watch it? I did. I have questions, and I don't know if you can answer these questions for me. So, this is let me tell y'all why I watch this because I don't watch shit. But I don't like feeling left out when it's a whole bunch of memes and Facebook dialogue going on about something. Yeah, and I got a spoiler from the from the, I got a spoiler from somebody on my. Facebook that the the status meant nothing, but if you watch the movie, you know what it means. Mm-hmm. So I knew that something was gonna happen in the movie from what was posted. But I I, I have no interest in Tyler Perry. Me I have no interest really in black media when it comes to family drama and relationship drama because that is literally my job. I deal with that shit all day. So when there is a black show, which most black shows got drama or oppression in it, that's all. You know, it's it's a select few shows now that are black shows that don't have that component, or it's just got a like main black character, like maybe raising Dion, maybe got daddy issue shit in it too. So mm-hmm. it's superhero focused, but you know whatever. Um, so I, you know what. I was introduced to the show and I started watching it and I was like, you know what? Let, let me see what this shit is about. And I watched all of it. And my early predispositions about whether I should watch it or not, I should just have followed them and just not <laughs> worry about watching this shit. You've talked about it. My boss at work came in talking about it and then Cole Jackson was like, you gotta watch it. And I was like... Like it looks stupid and it sounds stupid. And there were just so many things that didn't make any fucking sense in this movie. So again, spoilers, if you haven't watched it, you might want to skip this part because I'm not going to try to not. Because like the things I have questions about, there's not a way for me to ask it in which a way in a way that you wouldn't it wouldn't ruin the movie if you haven't seen it so if you haven't seen it skip this part also i feel like even if you hear these spoilers it won't change that you need to see this movie to see how bad it is how bad it is yeah so what are the hold on let's let me start i gotta start with something okay go ahead what the fuck like why does tyler perry have to name his characters something that can be in the title i don't know a fall from grace. Yep, family that prays. Oh, family that prays didn't have. Well, he always do that shit with names. Yeah, like he, does. he do that shit a lot. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is about it. It's 
corny to me. Main character's name is Grace, if you didn't grasp that. Or, yeah, she's one of the main characters, I guess. The whole thing. Okay, so first of all, did you watch True Blood? No. Okay, so the the guy that she marries, the husband, played a character on True Blood, and his name was Eggs. Eggs. His name was Eggs because if I remember correctly, when he was introduced to the story, he like ordered eggs all the time. I don't remember. Anyway, that fucking wig that they put on him, like look look up Eggs from True Blood and like see what he looked like without that goddamn wig. Let me tell you something. He played in a uh, USA football show too. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but just look at him without the wig. Listen. They shoot, Tyler Perry studio is in Atlanta. Atlanta is the black weave capital of America. How is it? Even male wigs, male weave, because men are getting these weaves now and it looks good. How is it? He couldn't find nobody to do a better job on that man hair. The whole movie, wherever scene he was in, I was distracted by how terrible his wig was. It was awful. <laughs> it was so awful. And he was so lame. I get that Grace was coming off of a divorce and all of this shit. I get it. But like that nigga, his whole game was whack and lame as fuck. Like nobody would have fell for that. And he was supposed to have been like doing this to a bunch of old ladies. Like, please. You went too far too fast. Okay. Okay. So he did play in a USA show called Necessary Roughness. My brother was in the pilot episode for that. Oh, okay. That's why I remember him from that because, you know, JD was telling me about the show and mm-hmm. I was like trying to go and check it out and whatnot. Let's start with the fact that this lady irrationally is just, she done went to a lawyer and said, I murdered somebody. I deserve to go to jail. Don't ask me no questions. Just fucking bring me a piece of paper to sign up and admit that I killed the motherfucker and I'm going to go to jail. That made no sense. Ever. And the reason why it pissed me off, because there were a lot of things in this movie that I was just like, Tyler, really? There was not a reason for her to do that. It wasn't realistic. You know he did all of this shit with your bank account. So now you have all of this. If she had just presented that and they started investigating into that, they would have found out that him and his mama was a scammer. Like they would have, cause they didn't even look into the husband at all because she was just like, yep, I killed him. Lock me up. Like who the fuck gonna do that? What? She had no reason not to fight for herself. That made no sense to me that she would just be like, I just want to sign a plea deal. I just want to be close to my son. Like girl. And she let the body disappear. I, I don't know what happened to the body without asking no questions about what happened to the body. And if I'm not mistaken, you can't be charged with a murder with nobody. That's not necessarily true. It's harder to get a conviction without a uh, body, but you can't get convicted without a body. How, so you watch Idea Channel enough? <laughs> how often? Like, how much evidence have to be involved in it? There has to be. Well, and I mean, she could have got convicted because, like, the amount of blood that was at the scene, and we gonna get to that. But <laughs> that was at the scene. If there's reasonable enough evidence that this person would not have been able to survive based on evidence, you don't actually have to have the body. But this whole story seemed to go off the fact that she just walked in and said, "I murdered somebody," 
They locked, they put in handcuffs, and then they pretty much went from there. Nobody went to go look for no damn evidence until after she started. I mean, she went back through the evidence and shit after she started trying to figure out how to get this man off of this shit. Yeah. Um. So let's just start. We're going to go just go through the plot of the movie, and then we can just talk about each piece as it happens. So again, if you haven't watched this, it's going to fuck this up for you. So. Movie starts off with what On Point was saying about her. Just she don't want to, you know. She's just gonna sign this plea deal. Now the the main character in the movie, outside of Grace, is this lawyer. I was just who gonna say. ain't been doing shit but defending drug dealers, taking plea deals. That's it. Well, and part of the reason why is because she works for. The public defender's office. If you don't know if you know anything about the public defender's office. Public defenders are the ones that the the state appoints to you when you can't afford to get your own fucking lawyer. They're overworked, and they get the cases where they ain't really gonna be able to win probably a lot. Like it's the it's the people that can't afford <laughs> to get a, a lawyer. It's the one that the court just say, "Oh, you ain't got no money. Okay, we're gonna give you this person." Usually, they fresh out of college. They're not the best and the brightest. They aren't usually. Um and so part of it was that she worked in a fucking public defender's office and she probably was getting a bunch of bullshit. And the public defender's office looked like it was all black. It did. That can't in no way be realistic. No, I don't think it is. Um, but it's a Tyler Perry movie. Tyler Perry played her boss. He was an asshole to her and he gave her the case, Grace's case, and he was basically like, "Okay, she want to plead, just go get her to sign the plea deal. We gonna be done with this. Boom, bow, whatever." So she goes, talks to Grace the first time. Grace is, you know, she wanted to be next to her son. And I think that was really her only caveat is she wanted to be at a prison next to her son. So go through all of this. She's, she's about to sign the plea deal. And the girl, for whatever reason. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because Grace was sitting there like. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, she cried. Like, she like, she like, she be a mean in one minute. She like, just. I just want to go to fucking jail. I killed somebody. <laughs> and then the next minute she'd be like, <laughs> and then the lawyer's like, she cried. Oh she my cried. God. I've never seen anyone that's, you Guilty know, cry. like this crying and like this way. It doesn't look like she did this. I don't understand somebody who's done this. And this lawyer who was over it, done with it. I'm tired of doing this work. I want to get out of this shit. Somehow just be like, I'm going to investigate this shit. So she goes to Grace's best friend, which is played by Felicia Rashad. And you know what? Felicia Rashad ain't fucking been no kind of Claire in no kind of anything she, she ever done. No. She just been a dickhead the rest she of has. her career. She has. Yeah, she has. I just want Claire back. Yeah, she was definitely not Claire in this movie. She ain't Claire nowhere so, except the Cosby show. Yeah. So... Felicia Rashad's character was used to, to begin the narration of what got us up to this point where Grace is, is about to sign a plea deal for first degree murder. So Felicia Rashad and, and Grace are friends and Grace's husband cheat on her with the um, fucking secretary. How cliche can you be? She walk in on him fucking his secretary. They get a divorce. She on, you know, she lonely. She and Felicia Rashad telling her that she needs to date, and she's like, oh, blah blah, whatever. So Felicia Rashad sends her a flyer for an art gallery open or an art show, and tells her that she needs to go because she needs to get out and meet somebody. So she goes to this show, and she meets Eggs, which I forgot what his name was on this movie. But if you've seen, let's she call was, him Wigs. Eggs. Wigs. Ugh, she meets Wigs. Fuck, I hate that hair. 
Wigs is supposed to be this suave character who can sweep women off their feet and he's supposed to just be this real smooth nigga. He was none of those things. For me, her, him, if I met him, I would think he was corny as fuck and I would be like, stop talking to me. <laughs> and I know, and I know, it, I know anybody that's seen the movie is going to say, well, Red, she just came off of a divorce and she was, she was vulnerable. In my most vulnerable moment, and I've told y'all that I've had some bad relationships and met people while I was in those bad relationships. A corny nigga is a corny nigga no matter what. All right. It just, he was whack. But anyway. Corny niggas get married. They you d- just ain't the kind of woman that would. No. You see corny a mile away, okay? Every woman don't see corny a mile guess. away. To me, it wasn't realistic. Maybe it is for some women. But to me, I was like, he whack as fuck. Like, I would have told him to stop talking to me. But she didn't. So he, you know, talks to her and tell, you know, he, they talk about the his paintings and all of this shit, whatever. So she leaves. He somehow finds her. And then he sent a rose to her office or some shit to ask her out. He sent some flowers to her bank. And she works at a bank. Sends flowers to the bank, ask her out. She go out with him. They go. It don't seem like they dated for very long. The date sequence did not seem to last that long. Uh, now I think at that point is where Felicia Rashad stopped, cause Cicely Tyson, the old character, was walking around the house and she, <laughs> so she like scooted the girl out of the house and was and and so, the lawyer went to Grace and told Grace, you know, I talked to your friend and I want to know what happened before you Hold sign on. this plea deal. Let me talk more about Cicely Tyson real quick. <laughs> You knew Cicely Tyson's character was going to have something to do with something because she was just weird. Yeah. She was just the old lady. You could, old abused lady, yes. kind of. Yep. She would be saying stuff like, I ain't do it. It ain't my fault. Then she'll shuffle <laughs> on to the back. Literally shuffle on. Yeah. He ain't even She's like, shuffling shuffle. to the back like in a robe. She got like a pink robe on the whole fucking movie. Hey, I look a man. It's like she would be the creepy ass motherfucker in a horror movie. Yeah. Like the woman that um from Get Out who was like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 that lady, no, no, that's no, her no, 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 no. in this shit. Yeah. You knew she had something to do with something. Yes. You know, because she'll be like, I ain't let her in and just shuffle <laughs> on to the back. Like, <laughs> is this all they could get her to do? <laughs> like, don't worry, Cicely, we ain't going to have you on your feet that much, honey. You're 95. Look good for 95. Don't get me wrong, but we ain't going to have you doing that much shit. <sighs> so she just weird as shit the whole shit. movie. So the lawyer goes to talk to Grace. And Grace, for whatever reason, decides to start telling her the story. And so she talks about how she failed for him. And he was, you know, he loved her. And he, she felt wanted. And so it did not seem like they dated for very long. Um, now, at a certain... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'll tell you, I'm going to stop in a second. The, so they dated for whatever, however long. Didn't seem like it was very long. They go out to a garden. Let me talk about this garden scene. Tyler Perry has too much money to not be able to do a better job with the motherfucking special effects. What the fuck were those fireflies? Them shits didn't even. It just looked like somebody like put like little yellow glow, like little yellow globes on the screen. It didn't even look like bugs. So let me go the back. The whole to, shit is fake. Let me go back to my childhood in the south. I, First off, we call them lightning bugs. Yes. Okay, I don't give Not a fuck fireflies. who you was. Yeah, you like in the bugs. south. They was called lightning bugs. Yes. Number one, the illuminescence of the lightning bugs 
was not right. No. They was too bright. Way too bright. They should have been more yellow. They should have been they should have looked like pea yellow. That's the color that they are. And they just stay glow. If you've ever seen a lightning a lightning bug, they flash it's a flash of light. Then it just was glowing. Like just And and it's not a and it's not really a flash of light. It's a it's a slow it's like a fast DM in. And a slow dim out. Yes. It appears out of nowhere and then it fades away. That's how you catch the motherfuckers because it's dark nighttime when you see them. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to catch them when they show up. You got to go get them if you're trying to catch These them. These was just illuminated all the time. Like, it wasn't even... It was a... Fa- the garden itself even didn't look real. It was I don't horrible. think the garden was real. I think it was Fucking CGI. Th- how? You can't get no better CGI than that, though, Tyler. Damn. You just built a whole goddamn studio in Atlanta where fucking... Ain't hey, didn't they... Is was the last Marvel movie shot there? No. What? There's some uh, movies. Coming just, to America 2. Coming to America 2 been shot there. And I think Bad Boys 3 was, parts of it was shot there. You got money, my nigga, is my point. That was the worst CG I've ever seen in my life. I was so upset. He, maybe maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe Tyler Perry is just like the penny pensionist ass. He might be. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe he's chosen areas where he ain't willing to take time and money on. I read that they recorded that state that the whole movie was took in five days. That's what it called. It looked like it too. It, it looked like it. It looked like it. Tyler Perry was like three days in. We ain't got no fucking garden money. Find the CGI motherfucker. <laughs> How much is he? Uh, that's too much, but fuck it. We don't got time. Let's get him. Let's do that shit. Negotiate down. Because we ain't trying to pay him that much. And they negotiated down. He was like, well, these lightning bugs ain't going to look real, motherfucker. And this garden going to look like it's CGI. Bitch <laughs> ass niggas trying to fucking lowball me. Fuck them. And it did. <laughs> so, Grace stops the story there. She gets upset. She's like, I just want to sign the, the um, I just want to sign the plea deal or whatever. Now, yeah, she turned murderer. She was like, she, shut the fuck up. Basically, Give me that fucking piece of paper let me sign and a shit. pen and goddamn let me sign this shit. I'm basically. going to jail. Now, let me back up because I missed a very important part that pissed me off later in the movie. I'm going to bring it up later, but let me just real quick go back. The lawyer's married to a police officer. Okay. Beginning of the movie starts with him trying to talk this old white lady off of a roof. And randomly, for whatever reason, while he's trying to talk her down, a fucking helicopter uh, flies overhead with the spotlight shining down on her. And he's like, get that fucking chopper out of here. And the lady just fall forward and kill herself. This is how this movie opens. And this will be important later. So the husband, keep keep this in mind. The husband was at the house talking to this lady. So he's been to this house. He's been there. He knows that something weird happened at this house where this lady jumped off the roof. That's going to be important later. I needed to bring that up. But, yeah, she's married to the cop. So she, you know, for whatever reason, this case just is sparked a fire in her, and she just can't let it go, even though Tyler Perry is like, just fucking get her to sign it and, like, let's just be done with it. Like, I'm tired of, of the Because apparently, now, this story of her killing her husband, which ain't even that big of a thing, but apparently it was the talk of the town and so it's paparazzi everywhere and they call in the public defender's office and tyler perry's tired of all the questions and he just wants her to get the plea deal and i need y'all to i need to point out a couple of things before we move forward so when she was in there telling her story to the lawyer i need y'all to look at the the grace's hair all right in several scenes they switch up and in one of the scenes her hair 
changes dramatically. Y'all, she ain't did nothing but sit in the same chair yep. the whole time. She ain't did shit nope. for her hair to go from looking like potential inmate to James Brown. Because it did that shit, okay? That's one. Another thing is when they are outside, walking outside of that cafe, a cafe for some reason that serves wine because they have big ass wine glasses. No, no goddamn burger cafes serve no, wine. Either way, there you can see boom mics on the bottom of the screen <laughs> next to their legs. You can just see the boom mics sticking out. Like this is what they're talking into where you can hear them. The boom mics are in the shot. So it, it goes to make you wonder how much editing is even being done. How much attention is being paid in editing this video? Or did they see the shit and realize that it ain't nothing we could do about it now and just didn't do anything about it? I feel like you could have cropped the scene some. So it's like it seemed like one of those things that might not have been noticed. But damn, that goes into the quality of who's actually editing and producing your shit. But that being said, Tyler Perry. <laughs> so... So she she leaves. She goes to talk to the DA, trying to get her. I think fifteen years. The DA was like, "Hell no, she's getting life." She was like, "Well, she wants to be close at a prison, close to her son." He was like, "I can do that," but she getting life. So right up the plea agreement, she goes back, and Grace just, before Grace signs it, she was like, "I just I want to know what else happened. Tell me the rest of the story." So before Grace signs the plea deal, Grace goes back into the story. Now they married. They've gotten married off of his whack ass, fake ass firefly slash lightning bug proposal. And he's still very sweet. Now, he taking pictures of her while she got a laptop up with all the little shit on there. He took pictures of her in the office. He's whining and dining her still, bringing her breakfast in bed and all of this shit. So then this was such an abrupt shift. Such an abrupt shift. The very first thing that you make you be like, what? Is that he was on, she was in the bedroom. He wasn't there. She went to go find him. He on the phone with somebody talking about, yeah, I miss you too. I can't wait to see you or some bullshit like that. He said, that. how did you feel about the fireflies? Oh, okay. He said, how did you feel about the fireflies? I thought he said something about I miss you or something. He said some of that okay. stuff too, but the fireflies is what fucked, like what made her be like, oh shit, what do you who else you done took to these fireflies? This is where you proposed to me yeah. at. So he gets off the phone and she, in a very, very calm, neutral voice, was like, who are you talking to? That's exactly how she said it. This nigga breathes hard and says, Grace, two things. I don't like to be questioned and I don't like to be what walked checked, on. checked on. And he just got his little narrow ass up and walked out the room. Now, Grace just was like, okay. And I'm she like, was like, but I, I mean, I missed you. You know, I just wanted you to come back to bed. So, right there, Wigs would have got cussed the fuck out. That wasn't realistic to me. She was way too just like, oh, okay, well, I just mean, you know, nah, nah. so that, that goes away. That's fine. So she goes to work because I don't think anything happened between that and her going to work and it's a bunch of niggas with suits. Now, she work at a bank. So if you work at a bank and you see a bunch of niggas with suits come in, that's not a good sign. <laughs> Looking in her direction Looking while they're walking direction. in. Like. So she on the phone with Felicia Rashad, talking to Felicia Rashad about how weird Wiggs is acting. And she was, and so somebody come in her office and say, hey, you know, they want to meet with you in the conference room right now. 
So she was like, oh, they want to meet with me. I'll have to call you back later. So she goes in there and they tell Grace that she didn't stole like $375,000 from the bank. All of the money that came out is under her account using her password and all of this shit. She's like, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And so, of course, he was like, your ass is fired, but we want our money back or we going to prosecute you. Get the fuck out. So she goes home. Let me interject. Okay. <laughs> when I called Red to talk about this movie, I said Tyler Perry's writing is the C spot run <laughs> equivalent of movie. It's the C spot run. Ain't no depth to it. It's not. And he stay away from complicated shit. <laughs> the reason is because ain't no way this man should be able to steal no kind of money from no bank. And the bank don't know that it was not her. He ain't leave no trace. <laughs> no Zero trace. trace. <laughs> and he stole 300 and something thousand dollars. I don't even think bank employees that handle the biggest accounts have sole access to any account to be able to take 360 some thousand dollars out. Now we have some bank experts listening. So if I'm wrong, let, let me know. know. And he know who I'm talking about. He does. <laughs> but please let me know. But that's why I say Tyler Perry stay away from complicated shit. It's just C-spot run. That's all <laughs> his writing is. His writing ain't no more in-depth than anything. In no movie you can go to. No. That's it. I just need y'all to know that. Going along with some other things that come up in this movie. So, she go home. Huh? And Felicia Rashad in the kitchen. She... You know, she's upset about this. She also upset because they uh wigs ain't at home and they talk, you know, he come in and she's like, Where the fuck you been at? And he tells Felicia Rashad character, could you let me have a moment with my life my wife? And Felicia Rashad was like, She's my friend. I'm her friend. I'm not going anywhere. Anyway, she ended up leaving and Grace accused him of fucking bitches, which he probably was. This let me tell you something. This, oh. I wish a nigga would. So she says that to him. She like, what a bitch at? Who what bitch you with? Who 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 the woman is? He is supposed to be a photographer. So that the the gallery, the showing that she met him at was for photography. So he get his little photography bag and throw out some little pictures of some kids at this same whack ass garden with the lightning bugs, uh, and say, This is what I was doing. They have cancer, Grace. The kids have cancer. And I just, you know, I, I did this for you because I thought you would like it because it was the place where I, I proposed to you at. And she apologizing and said, I wish a nigga would. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. At the point where I have become suspicious of your whereabouts and you come in and you going to give me a story about some goddamn kids with cancer and think that is going to flip me? I'm gonna flip you. You fucking crazy. That don't, I don't give a fuck about you telling them kids got no goddamn kids. I don't know when you took them goddamn pictures, sir. That don't prove a goddamn thing to me. But Grace was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She was like, I got fired today. And then, of course, he pretending. He like, oh my God, you know, we're gonna figure it out what happened. And she was like, all this money's missing and I gotta replace the money. He was like, well, well who do we need to call? We're gonna figure this out. So. What happens next? What's the what's What happened next was ain't this the mortgage thing? Yes. 
So what? Let me let me move forward into some more of this. So what happened next is the mortgage company called her ass up and be like, "Listen, Grace, you ain't been paying no goddamn rent." She was like, "I don't owe no rent. My house is fucking paid for." She's like, "No, you took a mortgage out on your house for another three hundred three hundred thousand dollar mortgage out on your house, Grace." Grace in here like. What the fuck? You know the meme where all the like numbers be popping up on the screen where yes. motherfucker confused. That's how she was. She was like, "What the fuck? I ain't took no mortgage out on on my house that's been paid for. What the fuck?" And she ain't putting nothing together about what's going on with all this money being removed in her situation. Now, but when she, the woman, so she asking questions and she was like, "Okay, so is it my signature? What happened?" And they said, "Okay, it's a person that notarized your documentation." From Sycamore Street. Now, right before we get to that, again, I don't work for a bank. But I want to know how somebody can go and do all the paperwork to do her mortgage, sign her signature to it. You could get it notarized, I suppose. But who the fuck brought it into the bank and y'all accepted it and let it cut a check? Who y'all gave it? Because it wasn't her. <laughs> so that didn't make no sense to me. C spot run. <laughs> that don't even make no goddamn sense. Tyler Perry, he stay away from these complicated contexts for a reason because he don't do enough research. He don't pay no professionals to come in and say, well, that's not realistic, Tyler. Uh, someone can't just steal money from a bank person. <laughs> people be doing this shit all day. <laughs> you know how many people, look, you know how many people who would get up to that point in a bank just to steal a million dollars from their clients? Yep. It would be too many people doing this shit. This can't simple, be easy. It's, it's not. And then it can't be that simple to get a mortgage on your house that's paid for without the bank seeing you. <laughs> they ain't seen you, period. But a whole mortgage been taken out, out your house. And they talk about you need to make a payment before we foreclose. I'm like, bitch, wait a minute. <laughs> like, did she even go into the place and change her name? Did she put his name on shit? We don't have enough information to believe that this is realistic no. and this is possible. All right. So she asked the bank teller, well, who who signed the paper? Who brought the paper in? Because I ain't been up here. Get the, get the tapes. So they get the tapes. She also goes to Sycamore Street to see this notary, to see who the fuck notarized this. It's an abandoned house. It's mail all in the motherfucker. Mail everywhere. Because whoever there ain't been there in, in a very long time. So she like, she don't understand. She gets the clip. From the bank. I'm assuming they sent it to her phone because she sent it to Wig's phone. So I guess that's how she got it. So she goes home or she's at home. He come in, la 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 line. And she accuses him of being the one to get the mortgage on her house because he in the goddamn video. So how in the fuck did this man, not even a woman, this man walked into a bank with some paperwork where his name ain't on there nowhere. Y'all cut a check and gave it to him? How? But anyway, he on the, he on video. So she tell him he did and he like, what are you talking about? I ain't did nothing. And she was like, check your phone. So I guess she sent him the video and then he sees the video and he's like, I can explain. I deserve that money. What? So, <laughs> from this moment, she's like, get out of my house. Get the fuck out of my house. And he like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Very quick change. Very quick like change. Like a light switch. And she also finally puts together, you the one stole the money from my bank too. 
and he was like i deserve that money yo yo miserable ass life i came along and had sex with you and made your life better i deserve that money i ain't going nowhere what now i'm not sure at what point this scene happened but at a certain point i guess later on that night they was in the bed and they had another conflict and out of nowhere he was like, I, again, I ain't going nowhere. And then he said, ashtray, bitch. <laughs> he was smoking. He was like, ashtray, bitch. And I'm like, that's the best Tyler Perry could write in that moment. <laughs> like, there is no transition. There is There is no gap between how great he was at the beginning <laughs> and what he became. Zero gap. Just flip that. None. Seat. Zero. You would think that there w- he would try to create some nuance in the transition to where he make her feel ambivalent more longer than he did. But I guess ain't no room for that. So what happens after that? So she's, you know, she's trying to get him out of the house. He won't leave. She didn't call the police. They didn't tell her, well, ma'am, y'all married. He live here. We can't do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. She can't never get him to leave. So she come home from work one day. Or not work because she didn't got fired. She come home one day and she hears some some bumping around going on upstairs. So she goes up the stairs, open the door. He in there with some young bitch. And the young girl was like, you live with your mom? And he was like, my mom would live better than this or some shit like that. And she started, yeah, get the fuck out of my house. And he was like, you need to learn how to knock, bitch. And then he closed the door. Now, let me just say at this point, what I would, first of all, we wouldn't have made it up to this point with him, with Wig still being alive. But let's just say he made it this far. I would have been like, okay. I would have poured gas outside of that bedroom door and lit that bitch on fire. And I would have went outside and poured gas outside of whatever windows that they would be escaping from. You want to be with the bitch? Y'all going to be together in death. I'd have burned that whole goddamn shit down and went to jail. (laughs) But she just goes downstairs sitting crying, you know. He walked the girl out. He finished fucking her. Let me say that. He didn't even immediately get this bitch out of his house. Out of this house. He finished fucking her. Walk her downstairs. She's talking about, can, you know, uh, he asked her if she coming back through or whatever. She was like, yeah, if your mom's not going to be here. He sit in the chair facing away from Grace. And Grace just sitting in the shadows, yeah. like in the dark, just chilling. <laughs> and so he sit down in a chair and Grace, you know, calmly be like, look, get out of here. And I need my money. I need my money. And then he sit down away from her, light his cigarette. And he's all like, listen, you know what? I do love you, but you're old. And you made this too easy. Made this too easy. You know, uh, your miserable ass life you had before I came in here, I came in here and I made your life easier. So I figured that you owe me that money. I'm going to keep that money. And he keep going on on this tirade. And Grace, (laughs) in the back, you see her shuffling around, her feet slowly shuffling moving towards a particular direction you see her pick something up and then you see her walking towards him and she hit the shit out of that nigga in the head with a baseball bat over and over and over and over and she like it, it looked like she poked his ass with that bat. It did. you could barely make out his face blood everywhere like she fucked him up and she dragged his ass out that chair to the basement threw him down the steps <laughs> She just threw that nigga down the steps. 
bro, Tyler Perry love he loved getting that imagery of a black woman throwing a motherfucking man somewhere, <laughs> goddamn. He loved that shit. Threw his ass down the steps, and she was like, from that moment, she called Felicia, Felicia Rashad. Rashad. She called Sarah, and like, I just killed this motherfucker. I don't know what the fuck to do, and I'm finna go turn myself into the police, I guess. Yeah. Because after that, she didn't really stay around that much. No. Sarah came over, and that's where, this is again where she decides to end the story. Now, the lawyer... She's like, Sarah came over? Where, where where was the body? What happened to the body? She was like, I don't know what happened to the body. She was like, but if Sarah came over, you talk to her. We can use that. She was like, I just want to sign the plea. So she signs, she's give me, just give me the fucking paper. So she signs the plea deal. The lawyer's still looking like, this is I just we okay. All right. So she leaves with the signed plea deal. She doesn't take it to the DA. Tyler Perry, meanwhile is still on her ass about just pleading this case like what's going on you take it too long i'm gonna go down there myself type shit and let me emphasize red said tyler paris being an asshole that is a that's not a good enough representation <laughs> he was evil he was straight you ain't shit i don't even know why you do this job you know you ain't built for this shit why you ain't getting this bitch to sign this goddamn piece of paper I'm going to go do the goddamn shit myself. You ain't worth a goddamn. And when I come back, you're fired. <laughs> like, this how he been the whole movie. It's the energy he done had the whole movie. Whole. Like, irrationally angry with the same wig on that the old man in all the Tyler Perry films been yep. wearing. When he played the uncle or the whatever. The same yeah. fucking wig. That's the one he got on in this shit. He need better wigs. So, she... Run. He need to get some man pieces. Like he need to get a barber on site that can apply man pieces. That's what I'm saying. That shit be looking good. That's eggs. Wigs hair should not have looked like that. He's in Atlanta. And I know it's some barbers in Atlanta that do look, you just don't I'm not gonna believe you couldn't find nothing better. I'm not gonna believe it. But she runs down to the jail. She's like, Grace, I think we can win this. One nobody. You know, it's it's too many un unknown pieces. Like you don't need to do this. Um, my boss is coming down. He's going to, you know, you tell, you tell him you changed your mind and da-da-da-da-da. And Grace at first is like, bitch, I signed the paper already. What's going on? Tyler Perry come busting in. And he was like, oh, I figured I'd find you here to the lawyer. I can't remember what her name was. And he was like, man, she been giving you some bad information. This, this plea the best you got. You need to go ahead and just sign this plea. And Grace, of course, in this moment, she's silent. She looks up. I'm going to court. Tyler Perry get an attitude and walk out. So the lawyer's like, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win this. You, you know, I'm gonna help you. Da 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 da. So she leave out. Tyler Perry still standing outside waiting on her ass. So he was like, when you lose this shit, you fucking fired. When you, when you watch this lady spend a or uh, get get the death penalty because of you, you fired. <laughs> he just walked off. That was the end of it. So they go to trial. And, you know, again, this is a the, the case has been the talk of the town, so everybody's interested in it. The DA is basically like, she killed him. She she killed him. She called us and told us that she killed him. It was blood everywhere. We she killed him. So they call all of these witnesses and, and all of this shit. And the lawyer decides she needs to call Sarah to the stand she talks to 
Grace about it. And Grace is like, no, you're going to keep my son and, and, and my best friend because she still loves Sarah. It's my best friend out of this. And that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. Not calling my friend. Now, the, the argument that the lawyer decided to go with was that ain't nobody. Yes. Ain't nobody. So we, we don't know that he's if he dead. killed. So they trying to find out who got the fucking body. Yes. They was like, Sarah was like, her son came and he probably got the body. And then uh, somebody was like, Sarah probably came and got the body. Don't nobody know who fucking came and got the body, but they nobody. Then the lawyer agreed, uh, Grace agreed that the lawyer could interview her friend as long as she didn't ask her about the phone call because cause she didn't want Grace, I mean, Sarah to get in trouble. So she don't ask her about it. And soon as the DA get up, first thing out his mouth, are you best friends with her? Yeah. When did you talk to her that night? Mm, no. Well, these phone records here. <laughs> so it come out, Sarah talked to uh grace around the time that the man was supposed to be dead and that that grace uh sarah phone beamed off of a tower over by grace house and then she was back at her house and she called grace again and all of this shit comes out and And sarah had to admit felicia rashad character had to admit on stand that she told me that she killed her yes and so the da rest which of course he that's his smoking gun like bam boom i'm done he asked the lawyer if she got any follow-up questions, and she said the defense rest like a dumbass. You gonna rest with them saying that your client said she exactly? What the fuck like, is wrong with you? You already been told that you can't bring the question up, but now that the question is brought up, you, need to, you got free reign. She gave up and was like defense rest. So judge was like, "All right, close the arguments in the morning. Ready to end this shit. Everybody leave." Tyler Perry. Talking shit to the lawyer again, telling her basically you ain't shit. He said, "How didn't you have not had them phone records?" He was like, "I didn't have." Them. He said, "I had them. I read them. I knew the shit was coming." <laughs> like this Tyler Perry the whole movie, like he was a dickhead, bro. Like he was bad. So she goes home, you know, upset. The lawyer's upset. The husband say, you know. Basically, she gave up. You ain't even answer no more questions. You let them leave. The last thing that the jury heard was that your, that Sarah got a phone call from Grace saying, "I killed a nigga." Like, and she was like, "You're taking up. You're taking Tyler Perry's side." He like, "I ain't taking nobody's side." What I'm saying is, you gave up. You do this. You 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 get stuff get tougher. You run away and you can't run away when there's somebody's life on the line and blah blah blah. So they, you know, whatever. Go back the next day. She decides. That she want to call Sarah back up to the stand. So they in closing arguments now, <laughs> and she was like, uh, "The defense gave they closing arguments, and it was now time for her to give closing arguments." Yes. And she was like, "I want to call Sarah to the stand," and the judge said, "Bring y'all ass up here to my counsel." <laughs> she was like, "You rested, like you said, the defense rests." He was like, on what ground? She was like, well, I shouldn't have rested. You know, I should have had some follow-up questions for her. He was like, that ain't how this work. Yeah, that ain't how this work. You should have did that then, then. should have. <laughs> so, now, I don't know why a grown-ass professional would do this. This wasn't going to solve no problems. But she went right back 
And the judge said, now go back over there with your black ass. It was an old white man. Give your resting arguments and let's go. She went back over there and she said, I called Sarah. I called Sarah to the stand. And she kept doing that shit to the judge said, I'm hold your ass in contempt if you do that shit one more time. And she did it again. And she said, Bella, come get ass. So Take her to jail. what I think she thought in doing that was that there would be a mistrial or Sarah, uh, Grace would get a new lawyer because she would have to be removed because of her her actions and that she would still have a chance. I think that's what she thought was going to happen. No, that that's is not, not what happened. That what is happened? not what she thought was going to happen <laughs> because C-Spot run. <laughs> Tyler Perry, it ain't no more than what you see. She fucking just had a breakdown on the stand. That's what that was. It was not a strategy. <laughs> was not a strategy. So... Of course, they just get somebody else from the fucking uh, public defender's office to do the closing arguments. And, of course, they find the bitch guilty because the last thing the jury heard was that she called somebody and said she killed him. So, Grace gets life or I don't remember. They were supposed to come back for sentencing. That's what it was. And, you know, old girl, the lawyer, she's sitting in her cell. And Tyler Perry come in there talking to her. And basically still being an asshole, telling her she fucked up and, you know. Now, no. He did. He started off saying you fucked up, but it went in that asshole way. Yeah. It's like she had gained some of his respect. Because by the time he left, she said, fuck you. She did. And he was walking away and Tyler Perry said, still got some of that fire even behind bars. And I'm like, who the, what the fuck? <laughs> version of this nigga come from why he ain't been this in, why he ain't been encouraging the whole time it, it's it always really irritating me so the husband that's a police officer comes and he tells her you need to apologize so you can get your ass out this jail cell so she apologized apparently then they cut immediately to the two of them in the car i don't know how much time has passed she wants to go and check on sarah she worried about Sarah, like Sarah's probably feeling just as bad as I am. Now, for whatever reason, before they get to the front of the house, she say, you could just pull over right here. I'll walk the rest of the way. That didn't make no goddamn sense to me because why the fuck would you do that? But whatever. So he drop her off, tell her she gonna see him, she'll see him later. She goes to Sarah's house. Well, no, she don't even make it to the house when she sees Cicely Tyson old ass walking down the street. Cicely Tyson is like outside somewhere like how the fuck you get a, she outside this pink robe ain't nobody in the community seen Cicely Tyson old ass walking around out of the streets until she get here she get here she be like hey you know I, how you doing she was like oh just rambling yeah. nonsense and she was like um okay I'm gonna take you back to, to Sarah she's like no don't make me go back I don't want to go back there don't make me go back just slave like old ass Jesus. Cicely Tyson shit <laughs> so they get her back to the house and and, you know, Cicely Tyson is running around. And I think the lady, I think the lawyer hears something. She hears something. But before that, Cicely, she, she, Cicely Tyson kept saying she wanted to go home. And the lawyer kept saying, this is your home. You're at home. And she's like, no, my home is 2889 Sycamore Street. The lawyer flashes to when Grace was talking about the notary being at 2889 Sycamore Street and it was this abandoned house. So now she's like, oh my God. Um. <laughs> so she gets Cicely Tyson back home. Yeah. Hear some noise. Start goddamn investigating, walking around the house. 
going into the basement and find it. It's like a whole bunch of old ass women chained the fuck up at the bottom of Felicia Rashad's house. And she like, oh shit. Now, I don't know what she planned to do in this moment. I have no idea what she planned to do because she left the fucking cell phone on the kitchen table. She did. Okay. So she go down and just coincidentally, Felicia Rashad get back with some groceries. And, and here comes Cicely Tyson, old shuffling ass. Let her in. I ain't let her in. <laughs> and Felicia Rashad is like, oh shit. And so Felicia Rashad run downstairs, find her, corner her. Like you should have mind your fucking business. Damn bitch. sure should have mind your business. And who come creeping up behind her Wigs. after you catch her? Fucking wigs <laughs> with a cliche ass bandage wrapped around his and head like a fucking cartoon eyes. character. And two with them purple <laughs> circles drawn around his eyes. Now let me tell you something about this beating this nigga received. There is no way on God's green earth, okay, that Grace beat him the way that she beat him and he up moving around tackling bitches. No way. He okay. would be brain dead. If, even if he was still alive on a machine, he would not be breathing on his fucking own. I tell you that. Best case scenario, he, he should have been in a fucking coma. <laughs> he shouldn't have been able to be walking and be conscious and be able to understand who is around him <laughs> and where he is. That's the kind of beating he got. <laughs> that 50 cent I'll whoop your head boy shit. <laughs> that boy got his head whooped. I'm telling you, she swung that back with all the rage of every slave every, that was raped by a master, every woman that's been abused in their life, every domestic violence victim, any woman that done had been cheated on that's older with a man with a younger woman. She hit him 20 times with all of the energy of every wrong that's ever been done by a woman. You is not about to convince me that he was alive after that. Then man. she threw a lifeless ass nigga down the steps. That should have <laughs> broke some bones. The neck being the easiest bone to break, that shit should have been dead on impact. But this nigga up, not only up walking around, he up enough to tackle her and get her. Didn't make no fucking sense. So... From here, we, we go back to the husband. He is supposed to be arresting somebody. It's the, the lawyer's husband. The lawyer's husband. He's supposed to be arresting somebody. He got the guy handcuffed, put him on the hood of his car, like, don't move. They call him and say, hey, you need to look at your computer. You're not going to believe this. So he go get in the car, look at the computer, and he sees that Felicia Rashad has all of these aliases, and she got all of these charges, and he like, oh, shit, you know, my wife was over there. Now, Instead of him putting this criminal in the back, he just pull off and leave this nigga standing there in handcuffs <laughs> to go and save his wife. <laughs> Whatever. He gets to the house. He's knocking on the door. Felicia Rashad coming. Hey, how can I help you? He's like, my wife is in here. I know she is. She said she, I, I dropped her off here. Oh, she had been here. And he was like, well, I want to come in and look around. She's like, well, do you have a warrant? Because if you don't have a warrant, you can't come in here. And do you know this simple-ass nigga let her close the door in his face? And he just stood there. Then he calls her cell phone that she happened to leave in the kitchen. He calls his wife's cell phone, the lawyer's cell phone. Cell phone ring, he hear it. Then all of a sudden, now he want to get nook if he book. Well, that has created probable cause. With no probable cause, <laughs> he can't do nothing. At this point, I guess so. I mean, the reality is, I mean, he if he's going to be about a book cop, if you want 
anything to stick to her after you go in the house, you gotta have probable cause. So if he would have went in that house beforehand, now don't get me wrong. If you think I'm your wife's saying, in danger, listen, hold on. I'm just saying this shit because the reality. But Tyler Perry, C spot run, okay. So he, no, he kick in the door. You know, he tell Felicia Rashad, like, I know she's in here. You got her phone. Like, uh, I'm, I know who you are. And I, or do he even tell her that? I don't even think he tell her he know who she is. So now let me tell y'all the status that I read that was a spoiler before I knew it was a spoiler. The status said Felicia Rashad don't got hands. That's all it said. But what that told me was at some point there would be some conflict with Felicia Rashad in which she would fight with somebody. And they painted her as good so much in the movie that I was almost up to the last 10 minutes of the movie and I ain't seen Felicia Rashad fight. So I was like, okay, some kind of bullshit twist coming at the end. So what she, so the hands that she put up is this officer who was about to go into her basement and turn his back to her walking, she get a cast iron skillet. Iron skillet, and she's swinging on his head, and he kind of fall over. But then he get up, right back up from getting hit on the head with a. Ca- if you didn't ever hell cast iron, he got on a pretty pretty hefty wig himself, man. That wig got them bouncing <laughs> some of that cast iron skillet back. So now, if you are Felicia Rashad and you already about to assault an officer. You might as well stab the motherfucker in the back at this point. Yeah. He finna uncover some whole shit that's finna fuck your life up. Yeah. Why don't why you get a cast iron skillet that you swung at one percent power, mind you? And Instead she oh, she knife. probably couldn't really like swing that thing. The knife would have been better though. She would have had more. It would have been better. She would have been able to get away easier. He gets the best of her and handcuffs her. And again, he tells her not to move. Like, cause criminals are gone. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna stay here. But before we move any further, let me just say this. We find out at this point that this is the same goddamn house that this police officer went to at the beginning of this movie where the white lady jumped off the the roof. At no point did he put them shits together like, this the same house where that bitch kid jumped off. Like, at no point did that register in his mind. Something, something's weird going on here. Because why is it bitches jumping off? Like, no, nobody put any of that together. See, this is that C-spot run writing. See, Tyler Perry wanted us to know that there was something crazy about Felicia Rashad, but he didn't want to think about how much to write and how all the other people have something to do with that dynamic. He He just wanted to tell a very specific story with that moment about a person, but didn't think that other people that were involved in that moment may have some residual, sensible responses to the shit he shouldn't have had the cop if he he should have just opened up with her jumping off the roof having the cop there fucked everything up because again that made me be like well how the fuck he said hey baby you know where your clients you're her best friend live that was the house i was telling you about where the bitch jump off the roof like nobody put this shit together but i digress so he handcuffs felicia rashad leaves her in the kitchen and tell her not to move and of course as soon as he out the room she fucking runs off because what criminal is just gonna sit there when they ain't got to and they can get the fuck away like bitch i ain't gonna just stand here and wait for you to come back and for me to get in trouble if you leave the room i'm leaving so she left he goes down to the basement calling out for his wife's name see all of these old bitches down there and and wigs Wigs, wigs who again should have brain damage beyond repair at this point. Hold up. 
Hold up. Because right when he go down, of all the spaces in down here in this area, he opened the door and she behind it, his wife behind yes. it. And she got one of those cliche little towels wrapped in her mouth. And she in a I chair. guess it ain't as cliche as duct tape, but she got that towel in her mouth and she like shaking her head. No. Like everybody always do when you open the door and it's a trap. And somebody's behind you. Yeah. Yes. So Wiggs, who should be dead at this point, jumps on this police officer who the police officer should be in like the greatest of health. Wigs get the best of him. Wigs gets the fucking best of him. Wigs, who again, I just feel like I have to stress that he should have brain damage at this point. Gets the fucking best of him. And cliche knocks the officer gun out of his hand. Cause why not? Now let me let me give y'all a moment to, to recognize when this happens, okay? The gun sounds like a toy gun when it hits the floor. <laughs> it ain't got no weight to it. It's no weight. It it don't sound like metal hit the ground. It sound like plastic hit the ground. It sound like a click clack. You know what I'm saying? So the gun hit the ground, and I'm like, Tyler Perry couldn't even afford a real gun for this moment right here. Apparently not. And maybe I'm wrong, but when that gun hit the ground, tell me if I'm fucking wrong. So of course cliche you know the lawyer gets up because oh no her husband's in danger so she get up in this chair and burst through the door breaking the chair off of her somehow getting up now she couldn't get untied herself all this yeah, time mind you, it, it should have been something she could have done the whole time okay she should have been able to like without her husband help she got up ran and, out the motherfucker bust the chair got up picked up the gun and shot wigs Cinemass. <laughs> she shot wigs like she been fucking training to shoot somebody in the chest for years. When we know she ain't been doing shit but reading books in a goddamn library. Now maybe being married to a police officer affords you more opportunities to go shoot than you would if you were a civilian. She wouldn't have been hitting him cinemass. But listen, though. this ain't Tyler Perry. This Tyler Perry don't got that backstory because C spot run. Okay, Tyler Perry's style of writing is C spot run. If it ain't overtly outlined, it don't it don't exist. It don't exist. Tyler Perry just put what makes sense in the moment in that moment. Now I don't remember at what point at some point and and it was before this I think at some point Grace in her head put a whole bunch of shit together. So she so oh no 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 it was when, when she got when they found her guilty and. Sarah was in the courtroom with her son and she was saying, it's going to be all right. I'm going to look after him. And she looked down and saw Sarah had this. He had a moon pendant on that belonged to Wiggs. Yep. And she saw it. And all these moments brushed back to where when Wiggs confronted Sarah about being in the house, they touched hands mm -hmm. and the pendant. And she was like, oh, shit. I need Sarah. to talk to my lawyer. Yeah. And she figured it out. She figured it out. And so. What it turns out is Wiggs is Sarah's son and Wiggs and Sarah for years have been conning little old ladies. Wiggs always go and play the suave nigga and he con all of these women out of their money and also she she was also housing a bunch of women and getting their social security checks which is why Cicely Tyson's mail was building up in her house because she hadn't been there even though she wasn't declared deceased the mail just kept coming to the house 
So all of these women that was chained up was just social security fraud. That's all this was. This is a movie about social security fraud and the links that uh, Felicia Rashad will go to get that money and how she used her son to con women into getting money. And Grace just happened to be one of those women. That it didn't go the way that it, it, it was planned to go. Now, if you know anything about the Central Park Five or anything about somebody that's been wrongly convicted who becomes acquitted, it does not happen overnight. <laughs> So what happens is all of this stuff come out about Felicia Rashad and wigs and that he her son and they've been doing this for years and he got a bunch of aliases and he wanted in a bunch of states for polygamy and all of this shit. And like what looked like the very next day, they back in court and they are freeing Grace. That shit does not happen that fast. Now, remember when I said that the police officer handcuffed Felicia Rashad and left her in the kitchen and was like, don't move. And she ran off. They never caught her. And the unrealistic ass, dumbass ending to this movie is with Felicia Rashad going into a house where she is supposed to be a sitter for this old lady the daughter taking her in and she asking the daughter about her mom and the mom supposedly worked for a bank and I, so basically this is supposed to show us that felicia rashad is going to continue doing this shit now here's what's wrong with this first of all why would she even still do the same the same ruse like you know they looking for you <laughs> like like she i feel like she would have moved on to something she wouldn't continue doing the same shit like really that's how the fucking movie ends that's the end of fall from goddamn now let's talk a little bit more about that at this point the police have her and yes identities and shit yes so why aren't they looking for her why isn't she on every police officer's radar for a search like why could she go and just do this again i don't know but tyler perry's writing ain't that deep it's c-spot run so i don't know why he chooses to to write shit that have a level of deep to it family shit ain't deep all the shit he do is family shit when you start getting outside of family shit shit start getting a little bit more iffy now let me tell you about a movie that I feel like was the inspiration for this movie, but was done right. There is a movie called Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. And in that movie, Ashley Judd plays a character who goes on vacation with her husband and the husband comes up missing and she gets uh, found guilty of murdering him. And while she's in prison, she finds out that this motherfucker faked his death so he could go run off and be with her best friend. And the movie is about how she gets out and her search for him because double jeopardy in in the United States, once you are convicted, once you're convicted of a, a crime or found not guilty of a crime, you cannot be tried for that exact same thing again. So because she had been found guilty of murdering him, she could really fucking murder him. He's supposed to be dead already. They can't try her for that murder again because she's already served time for that murder. So that's what the movie's about. Now, that movie has depth. That movie has good dialogue. The plot is really, it, it makes sense. 
throughout the movie. And I feel like that was probably his inspiration for this movie because it's so closely, except for it, the husband wasn't running a scam. He just, he want well, he was, he wanted his own insurance money, which the kids got, and he wanted to run off with her friends, which he was able to do because he faked his death and blamed it on her. So if you want to see a good version of this movie, you can watch Double Jeopardy. Fall from great, and I... You know, Tyler Perry's movies are all the same. You know, he, the characters don't have depth. You have, you know, you always have like a light skinned black man that's like the good guy. You got a dark skinned black man that's the bad guy <laughs> in all of his plays. Now, Wiggs is not really light skinned. He brown. He was darker than her husband, than the lawyer's husband. But just so many things didn't make no sense to me. It didn't make sense to me that the husband wouldn't have put together that this was the same house he went to where the lady got killed at. It didn't make sense to me that Grace wouldn't have been like, y'all don't even know this nigga was a con artist. He stole all this money from my job. He went and got a mortgage put in my name. Like, that would have started the ball rolling into them investigating the husband, and they would have found out all of this shit. But instead, what she decided to do was just roll over and say, I guess I'm going to spend the rest of my life in prison i ain't even finna try it like what that made no sense to me at all the lawyer's husband was the worst police officer i've ever seen in my life he let two people get away <laughs> and he let a brain dead nigga overpower him his wife had to come in to save him that's fall from grace <laughs> and i'm sorry to have gone an hour on about this I, but it, it had to be done though because everybody you gonna hear about this movie you probably already heard about this movie everybody's talking about this movie and i don't know why <laughs> i don't understand unless it's because it's uh, how horrific it is like uh, 